When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Bruce with the check-in with Black Men's Wear here. Yo, this time around, we're actually taking a check-in on tour with us for the Flash Mob Weekends Tour for 2023. First stop of the tour, Las Vegas. Now, we are sitting here at the Palms Studio at the Palms Casino. Y'all, this studio hasn't been used for four years. But you know who they let come in here? Black Men's Wear. We're very appreciative of them allowing us to come in here. We got three episodes that are gonna come out of here. We got Steven Jackson, all pro running back, 10 plus years in the NFL, 11,000 plus rushing yards, Buku touchdowns. We've got CJ Watson from undrafted to 10 plus years in the pros on several NBA teams that are probably in your market, right? We've also got Super Bowl winning champ Brandon Marshall joining us here for the first three episodes out of the next three episodes out of Las Vegas. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to tap into our Patreon for bonus content from all three of these episodes. Man, we are here. Vegas, Steven Jackson. Um, 11,000 plus rushing yards. Over 70 total touchdowns. What more you got to do to get a Hall of Fame, bro? <laughs> um, you know, that, that question comes up, and I've kind of refined my response. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I think, you know, there's a, it's a moving target, mm-hmm. and we've seen that over the years from other legends having to wait a number of years to, you know, be nominated and get in. For me, the way I answer that question is the people that's voting to be in the Hall of Fame didn't draft me, probably wouldn't even have selected me. Um, I'm from an area that... We're not known for football. So um, that said, God created a way for me to make it to the NFL and live out a dream. I believe there's some chapters in my life that obviously I have not um, either passed or he wants me to continue on that path to learn. And then once I, you know, um, once I learn those lessons that's before me, I believe he would open those doors. And at the end of the day, when I have that acceptance speech, you know, it's going to be all due to God. Amen. So, so yeah, it'll happen on, on, on his time and in yeah, his for way. Sure, for yeah. sure. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that answer. Way to kick us off. We can spirit. <laughs> Read the Lord all, all, all this in this conversation now. <clears throat> now, I'm going to go slightly different. Lord, please forgive me, but this is the original beast mode, right? So, when you think about fourth down, one yard on the goal line, am I giving it to the original beast mode or am I giving it to the other one? I mean... I'm a son of a Marine, and we, we're taught, you know, or I was taught, you know, uh, nobody brings you down, and if you got a job to do, you do it, and you'll leave nobody behind. Sure. Sure. So, you know what I'm saying? So, if it's in my hands, I'm going to get it done, Yeah. and we're going to party like like a mug. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Man, shout out, shout out to uh, yeah. Marine Devil Dog, man. Yeah. I, I, too, am a son of a, a, a 21-year Marine, uh, once a Marine, always a Marine. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, shout out service. Appreciate our brothers that, that serve. Absolutely. Uh, we thank y'all for that. Now, <clears throat> football is a 
tough sport, man. And uh, a long career body, I mean, especially in the running back position, man, you running folks over and you taking hits. Like, the longevity of your career, what's your body feel like nowadays? It's talking to me now. Okay. It's reminding me that, you know, we went through a, a lot of years that it was just constant maintenance, making sure that I was able to perform on a high level day in and day out. So, like, literally I had created a recovery room in my home back in St. Louis. Okay. Back in the Midwest, you have, you know, basements. So my basement was just turned into a complete replica of what I needed for to be able to recover wow. game to game from ice tubs, sauna, all that stuff, you know, high, high bit barrack chamber. So I had all those kind of things um, to be able to bounce back. And the game, you know, it's brutal. And I've been playing since I was seven. But uh, I will also say that looking back at it, it was, you know, I felt like it was my way out. Mm -hmm. It was the way I wanted to change the trajectory of my family, mm -hmm. wanted to put on the city, and I was able to do all of that. And it came through, you know, by way of football. So I have no regrets in it, but uh, it is some days that I wake up, I'm like, yeah, those 11,000 yards. Yeah, still man. Running. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a, uh, and you brought up a point, man, playing since seven. Yeah. Like, um, family, do, do, do you have boys? I have three boys and a, and a daughter. Okay. Yeah. Now, with your boys, are you letting them play? At a young age, yeah. that's I know that that's right, point right, of contention, right? Right, right it is. So uh, my oldest is 16, and uh, he didn't start playing until last year. Well, okay. two years now. Okay, two okay. years. So I waited. I made him wait till he was a freshman in high school yeah. to introduce him to the game, and, and obviously not take all those hits, right? Right. Uh, my uh, my middle son, he's a baseball player, so okay. he's going a whole different path. Okay. My youngest son is three years old, <laughs> and. Uh, he seems to have my aggression, so okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, see. What this, we'll see what, ha what happens in the future. But to your point, if the game is violent and, and you have a 100% chance of being injured, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. Um, in that case, though, I want to make sure that he knows that, you know, that for me was I saw as my way out. For him, I want him to not only show that it's a passion of his, but he could excel at it. If not, there's other ways to make money in the game yeah, of football right. or in the game of sports. Right. And I just want our young people and my son to just think more broadly. Yeah. You don't have to be the star player on the football team to have an impact or make money in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's been a, a really big thing, especially from our community lately, is understanding you don't have to be the star to have longevity in the industry, no. right? Agents. Managers, trainers, um, uh, 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 marketing, advertising. This is a this is a whole billion dollar business Absolutely. that you can find another lane in and still be it still be cl close and tight to the game. Um, which I think again, fortunately for us, as we've advanced uh, uh, um, in past years, we're starting to think more into that than just gotten, having to be on the field, just being on the court, just being in the studio. Yeah. There's so many different routes to, 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 to still be a part of the industry or entertainment or, or athletics without being on the field. I think it also is not shown on, right? I think for a lot of us yeah. in different neighborhoods, you had to be the man. But now we're, you know, more broadly to your point, People are supporting, family is supporting, friends are supporting, like, hey, you could be a general manager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you could aspire to be an owner. And I don't want to put a cap on anybody's ambition, but if you want to be on that football field, I do think it's a different mindset. And I think you got to be able to deal with what comes with that. And nobody's going to cry for you if you, know, you turn up injured. They're going to just say you're injury prone. Yeah. So you get to have thick skin. Mm. So it comes with a lot of lessons when you're on that field and put on that helmet. But I'm very thankful for it. 12 years of running. And, um, 
you know, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. Not at all. Yeah. Not at yeah. all. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a tough question. So, uh, earlier, in past episode, we got, uh, we had C.J. Watson, NBA. Uh, now, this is... One, one sec, I want to cut in. Yes, sir. Uh, C.J. and I are around the same era in high school here in town. Okay. Whenever you read about basketball, C.J. was always the highlight. And then football, vice versa, my name would come up. So that's pretty dope that you had, you know, you was able to track him down as well. No, for sure. Uh, that's pretty sure. cool. You did your homework sure. on the city. Yeah, you know, I did, definitely did that. <laughs> definitely did that. Now, one thing that I do see about the NBA versus the NFL, in the NBA right now, the majority of coaches are black, head coaches. Yeah. I think it's like 15 black head coaches, 14 white head coaches, and then you got Eric Spolstra. And then, but the NFL, it's like what, two? Two, yeah. What's... Any insight as to why that might be, why you think that might be? I think we're still... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba 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 At participating McDonald's. Finding a lot of stigma in the game. You know, I think um, to be able to own an NFL team, you need a little bit more capital, a little bit more wealth, right? So mm -hmm. that narrows down our mm -hmm. pool. And then also, you know, um, I believe that there we've been we're fighting constantly the notion of we're not good enough, we're not smart enough. It took you know Warren Moon, it took the, the you know the Doug Williams of the world yeah. to knock down the door, just saying that we're cerebral enough to play the quarterback position. Right. So right. as we continue to knock down, tear down those stereotypes, down you have the Lamar Jacksons now, you have all these other you know these young black men that's playing football at yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Now we have to we knock on the door by general managers. Yeah, you know we could strategize, we could build a team, right. we could you know we can manage coaches and other men, we could put together and and see where we're deficient at and, and change things around. But at the same time, in ownership, um, I think and in coaching, it's going to be important that we have people that look like us represent us For because sure. either. You know, someone's got to be in the room talking about good about you and I when we're not in the room. For sure. And yeah. it's not happening enough right. in our community that once Dre leaves the room, somebody not standing up saying, hey, that's a good brother. Right. He needs the opportunity to be a head coach. Right. Or he, he, he should be a part of ownership. Right. The more that conversation happens, the more people's names are brought up, you know, it tears down these, these stigmas that, so, you know, seems to always chase us. No, that's a great perspective on it. And, and you having, that, having that sponsor, like when you leave, the room, and this this for anybody, right? Yeah. You got to make sure when you leave the room, the network that you're a part of, they are still talking about you. What kind of impact are you having, uh, not just, you know, uh, in your particular space, but the people that you, the impact that you have on the people around you, yeah. that's really where people step up and say, you know what, that person's a good person. We need to give that person a shot or we need to continue to support that person's endeavors from the sponsor perspective. So I love the fact that you brought that up, yeah. uh, which is tough, right? When you think about, Who's going to be the sponsor for us when we have nobody that looks like us at that table? Because they don't think of their homies, just like we think of our homies, right? Right. right. Well, I, you know, going to Vegas, who I'm going to hit? Boom, I'm going to call Steven Jackson, right? That's the same thing they're going to do. Well, I'm going to call so-and-so and so-and-so. That's who needs to be in the spot. And I think, you know, as we continue to build relationships, um, it's very important to have those sponsors that are going to bring us up and talk about us when we're not in rooms. And that opens the doors. And then once we're in those doors, we got to do our yeah. Do uh, uh, do our just do to make sure that we then spread that and be sponsors for other people. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the message. That when I have a chance to talk to young athletes or just anybody that's you know have the same ambitions to walking down the journey that I walked, um, I'm always saying, "Hey, man, you know you don't owe me anything. 
just, you know, what I'm doing for you, please do for somebody else that's younger. You know, yeah. remember this conversation that you had. Don't think you got there by yourself, right? Yeah. And just a subtle reminder, because a lot of times people are just thinking it's going to be exchange, but that exchange doesn't necessarily have to take place between you and I. Yeah. It can happen for somebody else. For you sure. Just plant that seed. For sure. Man, I, I hear you talking. Yeah. I hear you talking. Um, and it, it, it brings me something else, right? So you finished playing the game and you went to be a part of a community that helps former players understand their benefits and really really understand their value as, as persons who are a part of this fraternity of being in the NFL. Man, why, why did you want to do that? Like, what, what, was, what about you being an advocate for former players to help them? Why did you take that route versus some people just sit down and not do nothing? I'm hesitant to answer this question because I haven't said it on, on, on uh, I haven't made it publicly known, but okay. I, I feel like this is the right platform. Um, when I retired, I had a year off and I, w I think I was going through depression, right? I was trying to figure out who I was, what, who, you know, it, I've been playing, like as I said, since I was seven years yeah. old. So who is the man now? And in that um, coincide, I started seeing a stadium go up in Las Vegas, Nevada. For, at that time, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. They were getting ready to move here. Right. Right. So in the midst of me trying to figure it out, I used to throw free football clinics, camps, and you know all these things for the community for free, free of charge. And the NFL would never get behind me, right? Because they were saying that it's a stigma around the city with gaming. Mm. So I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm, I feel like I put the, show, the city on my shoulders kind of thing. And the NFL, I felt, never reciprocated that. Right. That said, you know, here I am going off to figure out who I am again. And then yeah. now business in my backyard. Right. I was really jaded. Right. I was really oh, yeah, yeah. I was For pissed. Sure. For sure. So I always give the commissioner, um, his. I always give him, he, he's a true man of his word. And he had this, at the time he had a policy saying that if any act of a former player that wanted to have a meeting with him, just reach out. So I did that. Yeah. Right. And I was always taught that you got to open your mouth. For sure. You got to open your yeah, mouth and speak sure. up. So I did that. I reached out to him and I said, hey, Commissioner, you know, um, I'm a businessman. And as a businessman, I see the NFL coming and do t business in my hometown, but there's no way for me to do business with the league if I want to mm. properly make a proposal. How do I get to that lane? Yeah. Right? And, he, you know, he, he thought about it. He was like, you're right. And uh, because of that conversation, another opportunity was then offered to me. He's like, hey, I think you would be a good advocate for your brothers. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the job that you're talking about is the Legends community, mm -hmm. where you know I help my brothers that you know maybe going through hard times, uh, need counseling, a resume buildup, mm -hmm. looking for a job, employment, whatever it is, life skills. You might just want to just shoot the shit. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to talk to somebody, yeah, right? right? Right. My wife, my kids, everybody going crazy. Right. Nobody understand, right? Right. And that community has allowed for me to not only be back involved with the NFL and do business with the NFL, but it's also allowed for me to just meet some of the legends I grew up admiring, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I light up every time I get a phone call or a text from Warren Moon. Like, yeah. Warren Moon? Yeah. Shout out H-Town. Yeah, right. Yeah. Shout out H-Town. Yeah. yeah. And so um, those opportunities came about because I opened my mouth. Right. And, I, and I give back to the community because I know so many of us don't advocate for one another. Mm. I've been in the meeting rooms where everybody's looking around like, who's a good fit for that? Or who's a da-da-da-da? And everybody just sit back quiet. Nobody want to ruffle feathers. Yeah. Nobody want to, you know, say, hey, uh, if that don't work out, it may reflect bad on me. But we all got to take a risk. Right. We all got to take a risk on people. And I'm not saying blindly just throw names out there. But you got to trust the fact that you know some good people and, and they're going to not let you down. For sure. 
for sure. Now, you, <clears throat> as you as you've gone through this, right? So you've gone, spoke up, yeah, stepped into the role. Um, what do you say? Like, what do you say to players that might feel lost right now? Right? What what advice can you give them? Uh, um, uh, just to kind of get from stage to stage. I'm. Um, it goes back to a little bit of my my upbringing. You know, um, I believe you have to give yourself a moment, be prayerful, be thoughtful in that. Read. Mm. I'm a big believer in autobiographies. Um, I read a lot of a lot of okay. stories about people triumphing and overcoming, and I and in those examples you find you find similarities of maybe where you at in your walk. And like, look, I'm not isolated. I'm not alone in this. Right, and just a it's just a phase or a part of my journey that I'm going through. Someone else been there, yeah. and uh, you you'd be amazed how I picks you up. But also, you know, being realistic, some people not like, man, bump that, right? Yeah. And in that, I'm just saying you gotta you gotta have you had to become prayerful. You gotta build a relationship with yourself and with God. Yeah. And in that, I believe things start to make sense. Things settle down and slow down for you. But a lot of times, man, guys are hurting, and they just want to know what. They just want to feel like somebody care. Yeah. So listening ear never never hurts either. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Now it's and it, it battling that stigma in our community because right. So we grew up in a space where it was like if you talk to somebody, you saw. Oh yeah. Like you gotta you bottle that up, especially especially a son of a Marine. It wasn't It wasn't that it would, like, bottle it up, but they trained us so much to be like, you are okay. You are okay. And now we're in a space to where it's like, no, it's okay to talk to somebody. Yeah. It's okay to get it out. We'd rather you get it out in small phases versus let it explode because mm-hmm. it's been, you know, kind of suppressed for so long. Uh, how important is it for our community to remember, yo, let that stuff out, talk to somebody, um, uh, as a way to to continue to develop ourselves, because now nowadays, I mean, not granted, I'm not a young, I'm not in the school, you know, young kids anymore. I can probably ask my boys about it, but I feel as though it's not as as uh, anti uh, 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 black for you to talk to somebody nowadays like it was yeah. 20, 20 years ago when we growing up. No, big time. I mean, I've, I'm more embraced this, you know, in post career than I had during my career. I would bottle things up. Football would be where I let it out and, you know, boom, moved on to the next game or to the next week. Um, but now I'm actually a little jealous of my son, the 16-year-old, right? He'll, something that happened on the field or something happened in practice, he'll come home, talk about it, whoop, whoop, whoop. And he's like, all right, well. And, like, yeah, I'm just like, I'll, he'll leave the room. I'm like, damn, like, he's so mature. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He got it like, yeah. I'm a little envious that he already has that part of it figured out. Yeah. Right? He's just yeah, like, yeah. he's like, I'm not taking that with me to bed. I ain't taking that with me tomorrow. Like, yeah. That happened, you know, move on. Yeah. So it's admirable. So um, I think it's really important for our community to realize that, you know, that badge of honor that we walking around with, I don't know if it's worth, you know, what we think it is. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's a. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's very important that we, like say, let it out, get it out. To your point, you know, our kids are on next play. Next play. Yeah. Next play. Yeah, yeah we good. <laughs> it's over with. Yeah. You know, on to the next play. And uh, uh, I do think that that's good for, that's good for their development. Um, now, 
again, as you've you've talked, you, you, you're showing your heart, bro. So I really appreciate that the heart of somebody who really cares about the people that are around them. Um, let me ask: Is that why you know, from a business perspective, you started the the the, the barber college, right? You were able to live out your dream. You were able to fulfill that dream. Are you are you now saying that this is a way that you can help other people fulfill their dreams? Is it a way to you know to kind of help with uh, uh, financial empowerment? What was the reason that you went that route with a business endeavor? I think uh, to your point, yes. It, it, short answer is yes. It was a way that I saw I could directly impact the community without bureaucracy, without trying to get people to come on board. It's like, look, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. You down? You know, you're more than willing to hop on and help. Uh, being a board member of several different boards, I realized like a lot of people push papers, talk in circles, and then at the end of the day, they like, well, you know, they have all these data, they have all this information, but no one's kind of like going out and like shepherding to help, yeah. right? And what I was seeing was like, okay, here's the opportunity. No matter how famous one is, most of us lean on our barbers. Right. Right. Or even right. women, they lean on their beauticians. For right? sure. Yeah, for and, sure. Because I have a sister that's in, in cosmetology. Okay. Right. She's, a, she's in cosmetology. So um, several of her clients come up and just unload. Like, it's like a therapeutic. Yeah. Right? Just unload right. on her. Right. And I would do right. the same with my homeboy. Right. And I'm like, man, like, then you have LeBron do the shop, and you're like, you just see, like, in that setting, we just open up. Right. Right. But at the same time, most of our, our people are the barbers, are the artists. Right. Right. And I'm like, look, here's an opportunity, being from Las Vegas, Nevada, where we have one of the worst school districts historically in the nation, has been that way for a very long time, it's not getting any better, and we have all these people coming in town, but talent is not getting the education they should, yeah. especially when you start living around the country, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in almost every region of the country. So you start seeing that nothing's being done for, on, that, on the government side of things. So I was like, look, not only can we create a, a career path for young people, we could teach them how to be professionals, mm -hmm. we could teach them how to brand themselves, commercialize, whatever it is that they aspire to do, but at the same time, it's a family, Yeah. right? And it's in a sense of like you could come here and be who you are, but we're gonna hold you accountable to what you say you right. wanna do. Right. And what that that has done for us, it just created wildfire in the city where people understand our mission. They see that we're genuine. And you know, um, ultimately all we want is for the betterment of, of young people. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. I, I really appreciate that. Um and, and definitely as you look at it as your way to pivot, right? You've pivoted out of out of football. Um how going that route, also from the business perspective, being on boards, um, I know one thing that you also do is you, you, you make you create content, right? You tell stories. Like how how important is it for you on your series, like Legends, um, um, uh, just to be able to tell the stories, create this content that allows people to uh, uh, understand your perspective, do commentary, you know, games in, in, in these things. How important is it for you to be able to express that? creative side of you it's big and uh, during my playing days I would I used to be a photographer landscape photography during my travels I saw it as a way to take uh, my family on these exotic trips right? yeah like I'm like mom I'm going to China I'm going to Africa and he's like, oh, all right baby like you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> right yeah but yeah. nobody would truly join me on these long journeys yeah and I would use this time normally it was February month after the season um, it allowed for me to recover from the injuries, allowed for me to reflect on what I accomplished, but at the same time set new goals, meet new people. And in that, um, I would create art. So 20, 
2013 or 2014, I was with the Atlanta Falcons at the time. I did an art show uh, down in Los Angeles, downtown. And the reception, the feedback was just amazing, yeah. right? And it all came off of dare. Um, having drinks, my homeboy was like, "Hey, if I can get, uh, yeah. if I can get it, but, right. you know, if I can get this uh, the studio to let you do it, woo, woo, woo." I'm like, "Okay, cool." It happened. Yeah. Right? He called. He called. He called BS on me, and it happened. That said, I saw that my art that I was honing and hoarding and keeping in house, like it was appreciated by the masses. Yeah. yeah. Fast forward to now, what Instagram allows us to do is become storytellers and content creators. Mm -hmm. And what I was starting to push back again was I didn't want to shuck and jive to be on TV. I just didn't want that. Yeah. Right. And I feel like a lot of people got to be out of character, got to be loud, boisterous. And that just, I'm just reserved cat. That ain't who I am. Yeah. But if I could be a storyteller, have my content live on. Yeah. I believe my content, if you go to my YouTube or you go to my website, will live on forever. Mm. Right. And because it's telling true stories mm -hmm. with a, a sense of just respect for the person who I'm highlighting. Yeah. And a lot of times we say this thing like give people their flowers while they're alive. Right. Very few of us do. Right. It's another slogan that we all say, but very few people are willing to go out and say, hey, I love you, bro. Yeah. Oh, I love you, sis. You, yeah. You do a great. You're doing great. You're awesome. For sure. Very few people do that. And um, I was is a way for me to give back to the to the guys that probably won't make it to the Hall of Fame. But that just be, does not mean that their story is not impactful, not mm -hmm. inspirational. Right. So that's kind of what my, my my series Legends is all about, is giving people their flowers while they're here, mm -hmm. you know, if those guys are. I've highlighted some. It came off the back of Junior Seau. Okay. Right? And that's how it came, because I was a huge fan of his growing up on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. But to realize that this man took his own life because he didn't feel valuable anymore, you know? He played, he gave the game all that he had, and he was broken inside. Yeah. I'm like, damn, you know, maybe if somebody just told him, like, yo, you mean this to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe he would still be here, but you know, God, if, if everything was supposed to happen the way it had to happen, right. but for those that are here living with us, um, it's a way for me to say, "Hey, I see you. What you've done, what you did, encouraged me and inspired me, and I, I hope that it inspires the others." You brought up Vegas uh, as a as a, a place where you see, as someone who's from here, um, do you see that there are holes? that need to be filled. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you finish playing, you can win anywhere. Yeah. Why you come back here? To that point, um, there's several holes that I think could be filled. I think culturally, when people visit Vegas, everyone's like, you guys don't have any like culture here. You don't have anything here. It's like, we actually, we do. It's just not in your face. Mm -hmm. And it's just like what I've been trying to do and what we're trying to do um, me and my, my business partner is we're trying to not only create culture, but want to be proud of. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But in the midst of uh, being proud of it, it's uh, sharing to the younger generation that, you know, you don't have to just embrace this life of partying and this is what Vegas is, right? You come here, you do that for a weekend, you out. Yeah. There's more to life. Right. There's more to life. Right. And if we're able to show that to you, you know, through direct hand-on training for becoming a barber, um, maybe those rocking their brand and feel like the mission statement and the projected, you know, is how they live their life as well. But also, um, I just think that if you realize the city still allows for you to put your thumbprint on it, mm -hmm. it's easier to do here than a place like D.C. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of rawness to the city that still needs to be cultivated, but it should be cultivated by someone that's from here.
No, it makes a lot of, yeah. all the sense in the world, man. People relate to you because yeah. you're from here, right? You, you understand the same struggles and things that they've gone through or same same issues that they that you saw, you're seeing that they see, so it's much more relatable, right? Yeah. Um, man, uh, I, I, I admire, again, I just admire the, the focus on impact. Yeah. Impact. What we say here at Black Men's Wear, impact over influence. We always say impact over influence. A lot of people have influential platforms, but they're not using it for anything. Yeah. But how can we leverage our platform to be impactful? And I see that you're doing that, brother. So talk about flowers. Kudos to you, my guy. For sure, for sure. Thank you, Greg. Now, let me go back to you busting heads. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> um, flip side of that, right? Playing in the league, defensive lines. Yeah. Which defensive line would you like? You looked at the calendar, you like, damn, I got to play them. Yeah. Anybody, any one of those lines stand out to you from your playing time? So when when I played in the NFC West, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build the story up. Okay. Right. You had myself. You had Marshawn in Seattle, and you had Frank Gore in San Francisco. Okay. Right. All headbusters. All headbusters. Yes. So general managers, general managers said, "Hey, we're gonna face these three guys twice a year. We got to get a defense." So I believe I played in a really tough division. Yeah. Where you had the Legion of Doom. Yep. Um, Whatever they call themselves. Hello, B. Whatever, whatever. And then you had um, Darnell Dockin and those guys in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And then San Francisco always had a nasty yeah, front seven. for sure. Led by Patrick Willis. So my career and my 11,000 yards came the hard way. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but to answer your more poignant, to answer your question, it was the 49ers. The rivalry between the Rams and the 49ers, that always kind of upped the game. Mm -hmm. But just the way the tenacity, the way they was coached, the way they just went about um, stopping a run, they take pride in that. Yeah. And I, I recall I had to change my whole way I looked at things. So I believe in setting goals and making them achievable. So it had got to the point where the games were so hard to get 100 yards. I was like, look, Steven, just get 25 yards a quarter. Mm-hmm. You get 25 yards a quarter, you get to that 100. Right. right. Regardless of how you get there, right. you'll get there. Right. And um, that, that's largely due to the NFC West and the 49ers because, man, those guys were really tough to run against. Would you say uh, NFC is tougher than the AFC or flip-flops? It goes. Okay. You know, it goes, right? I, I think this um, two years ago, the NFC West was really tough. I think now the AFC, with their quarterbacks that they have, I think they're probably the more dominant conference right gotcha. now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be a problem for a long time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, but these young guys, man, these, these D linemen now, these most college coaches are moving the big athletic guys to D line. Mm -hmm. right? They're not the left tackle anymore. Mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not heavyweight boxers anymore. Mm -hmm. They're literally D linemen. Mm -hmm. And you know, you got these guys running 4 6, and uh, they're a problem to get away from. Yeah. Long wings, man, <laughs> right. Get around, right. Right. And they try to run them over. Uh, I mean, you probably do more damage on your body than them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough sport, but I love it though. No, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Now recently too, the NFL expanded the uh the uh playoff. Yeah. Um added an extra team on both sides, I believe it was. Um any thoughts on that? Or you think it's good for the game? You think it's indifferent? I uh actually I, I think it's really good for the game. I think that um it allows for teams to feel like every game is important, right? Yeah. You had a couple of years there where like the Indianapolis Colts led by Peyton Manning, they were taking games off because they were just so far ahead of the right, division. Right, So right. now teams can't do that anymore. Yeah. And it just makes Wild Card Weekend even more special for us fans. Right? Yeah. And I'm a fan again now. For sure. Um, I do. I, I'm a little jealous because 
I, my first, uh, my rookie year, I made it to the playoffs, and my last year, year 12, I made it to the playoffs. So in between, I n didn't get the nod. Yeah. And there was a couple of years where we were one game away or one one team out, and maybe that would have been my playoff run yeah, right, that I right. need. Or when people talk about Hall of Fame credentials, they're like, well, he doesn't have those postseason, whatever. Mm. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's good for the game. Yeah. But I, I um, these young guys, man, they – I feel like they're right. They're right. Social yeah, media, right. extra extra limelight. You know, you got now you got the game on like Amazon. It, it's accessible. Yeah, it's for accessible sure. for, for sure. sure. Yeah, and it's 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 funny you kind of you say that too. The yeah. the limelight that they have now, because as we were as we were coming in, I was I was telling my team, I was like, yo, I got Steven Jackson for the check in. They were like, which one? <laughs> it was like basketball <laughs> or football. <laughs> like, no, I got the head bust. Like, okay, Ben, yeah. do you come across that often? Where it's like. Wait, St which Steve are you? Are you Steven? Like, will the real, will the real Steven Jackson please stand right, up? Type right, issue? Like, right. what's do you, do, especially kind of going into the media, the content space? Do you see that often? Where it's man, like, man, I get text messages sometimes <laughs> from our peers. Like, you know, they might know both of us, and they like stack. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is Jack. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so it's funny. It happens to me quite often. And during 2020, when we were all sitting down during the pandemic, I had came up with the idea. I was like, man, maybe I should reach out to his team or him directly and say, hey, we should do a podcast together, right? Yeah. I thought it would have been a dope idea. Yeah. But he went on to do uh, all, all of a sudden. Smoke. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, he he made that he made that yeah. move already. Yeah. But it's funny because it comes off the base the basis of that. Like, look, man, you can carry basketball. I can talk football right. in between. We can right. talk, you know, just cultural stuff. But uh, it happens quite often. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I just had to I just had to figure that out in my head there, yeah. uh, man. Jax, bro, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming and sharing from your heart with us, man. Our people, our, our, our audience out there, how can they follow you? How can they keep up with what you got going on? Man, uh, SJ39 uh, on Twitter. Uh, I am SJ39 on IG and, um, and, and uh, TikTok. And then website, uh, please, uh, SJ39.com, as well as our barber school, the original barber school, LV, and uh, original lifestyle, the clothing brand. It has a lot of uh, has a lot of meaning, but for us, it stands for the original brand and style. Uh, so we believe in originality, encouraging young people to think outside the box, be entrepreneurial, be businessmen and women, but more importantly, be true to yourself. And that's what the original brand is all about. No, oh, I love it, man. I appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate you. it. Las Vegas, another tremendous episode. Thank you to my brother Stephen Jackson for joining us here today. Um, like, share, reshare, reshare it again, because you never know what somebody heard today that can help change the outcome and the trajectory of their life. So don't be stingy with what you've heard today. Don't be stingy if you saw the video. Don't be stingy if you saw the podcast today. Share it out. Share it with somebody else. We're all about building our community. Thank you for being a community builder. You guys be good out there. Stay safe. Appreciate you joining in with us on the check-in with Black Men's Wear. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 